This is The Guardian. Today, the truth is out there. Maybe. How UFOs landed in the US Congress. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of talk of UFOs, which isn't unusual. UFOs are cool. But what is unusual is that recently this UFO chatter has gone beyond internet forums and weird YouTube channels and kooky podcasts that I may or may not listen to. In the past few years, the Pentagon has admitted its pilots are seeing things up in the sky they can't explain. And a few weeks ago, spaceships got their day in the US Congress. Adam Gabbett, a reporter with Guardian US, has the enviable task of covering UFOs for The Guardian. And he was there. Before the hearing, I walked up to the public committee room where it took place. And before I even get there, you can hear the noise of this crowd. Just excited chatter. A level of energy that I don't think you normally get in the sort of staid halls of Congress. The subcommittee hearing on unidentified anomalous phenomena, or UAPs, will come to order. Welcome, everyone. Without Looking across this committee room, what are you seeing? How serious does this whole process seem? Well, it's quite a contrast. You know, it depends where you look. So I'm sitting in the press area looking at the front, and you've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You've got Jamie Raskin, who's a very senior official. Everyone's in suits and smart clothes. Then you start to scan... And then you carry on turning and you're like, oh, right, okay, this doesn't look like the usual crowd. (laughs) A couple of people in baseball caps with little alien faces on the front. A surprising number of big, long beards. Hmm. Quite a few young people. Very male and also just very excited. I'd like to thank the brave military pilots and personnel, such as the witnesses on the panel today, for sharing their stories on how they've engaged UAPs, which has brought attention to this matter. A lot of these public hearings, for one thing, not a lot of people go and watch. And they can also be quite boring. So people are just kind of slumped there. And it might be DC insiders who just feel like they have to be there. But it was almost like kind of a cross between a UFO convention and a celebratory atmosphere. For some people, this felt like a real big step forward and they were thrilled about it. One of those people who were thrilled was a Republican congressman from Tennessee, Tim Burchett, who's co-leading a congressional investigation into what's really out there. And we spoke to him. I think there's a cover-up involved, and I think that there is an incredible energy source that could be gained from one of these crafts that would put our military-industrial complex out of business because we wouldn't have to fight these wars over oil. We could heat our homes in the winter, cool them in the summer, and people wouldn't have to suffer. 
The thing about the mystery of whether there's life out there in the universe is that it raises questions about life right here on Earth. Who can we really trust? Are our governments lying to us? Are they hiding alien life or just other stuff they don't want us to know about? And then why are these kinds of questions, this kind of suspicion of the people who govern our lives, so much more widespread today than they've ever been? From The Guardian, I'm Michael Safi. Today in Focus, a UFO whistleblower and his close encounter with the US Congress. Adam, let me state at the outset that I want to believe, and I'm going to try to counteract that by being extra sceptical about what you're about to tell us, much as it pains me to do so. Last time we caught up with you, it was two years ago, and this story had gone from the fringes right to the mainstream, to the very heart of American power. Remind us what happened a few years ago that triggered that change. Yes, so if you go back to 2017... The New York Times published two videos showed strange things in the air. One is known as the Tic Tac video. The Tic Tac video shows an object shaped like a Tic Tac. And it's buzzing around above the ocean off the coast of San Diego. And it absolutely whips from 80,000 feet to 20,000 feet in less than a second. Then it zips off, and in less than a minute, it's 60 miles away. Which no US aircraft that we know of can do very quick. Whatever it is, it's not good if this thing's doing it in your airspace. Then there was another video that showed something off the Atlantic coast, I believe. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. It had no exhaust plume, no visible engine. We're going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. And this UFO, or whatever it was, could accelerate and turn and move about in a way that no American airplane was capable of. And interestingly, in a way that no pilot would be capable of. That's not an LNS though, is it? It's not. It is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like a thing, it's rotating. The speeds and the G-force generated would basically kill a human. The videos had been around a little bit before. They were also leaked by an organization called to the Stars, which was founded by Tom DeLonge, who is the singer from Blink-182. Oh, great. So he's in the mix somehow. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and uh, the New York Times report lent a legitimacy to it. They also reported that the Pentagon had a secret program investigating UFOs. Very intriguing, very exciting, to be honest with you. So what happened after these videos saw the light of day? So... Everyone who follows this stuff got very excited. And as you said, it brought it to mainstream public attention. After that, a task force was set up. The government doesn't like the term UFO, so they called it the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Hmm. Task Force. Catchy. Yeah, I know, right? So they go by UAP, but a lot of people still say UFO. And anyway, that was set up to investigate what all the American military agencies, defense agencies, CIA, knew about UFOs. 
And this UAP task force agreed that it was going to put a report together. And so what did that report say? The report found 144 reports of UFOs. These are reports mostly by military pilots. These 144 reports dated back to 2004, and they could not be explained. Hmm. Are they saying, to be clear, it's not 144 sightings of alien spacecraft, it's just sighting of things that they can't explain? Exactly. And a report could be a pilot goes up and says, hey, there was a weird thing in the sky. They might have video, it comes back. Upon investigation, they don't know what it is. It's as simple and kind of unsexy as that. But of course, you know, people also posit it could be a space thing. You know, it could be an alien. And so what were the next steps? Having established that American pilots are seeing lots of stuff in the air that they can't explain, what was supposed to happen next? What was supposed to happen is this UAP, the UFO task force, was going to have full agency to investigate and collect these reports of UFO sightings analyzing them, and it was going to be able to report those things to Congress. What essentially they try and do is disprove that it's a spacecraft. So they've been doing that work behind the scenes, and they've been every now and then putting a report before Congress. Nothing too exciting has come from that, essentially. So the excitement had died down a little bit. And do you think that this task force was like seriously looking for proof of alien spacecraft? Like, was this a task force looking for the truth or a task force trying to suppress it? Well, some would say they were not seriously looking for the truth and were being blocked from accessing the truth. And this is where our man David Grush enters the scenario. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. David Grush is a former member of the U.S. Air Force. Then he became a military intelligence official. So, you know, credible background. And he became involved in the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force that we talked about. So he says he was supposed to investigate UFO sightings and what agencies knew about the UFOs. Now, he says he was blocked from doing that. All right. And what does Grush do about it? Well, this is where David Grush turns whistleblower. Mm. Bombshell claims from a military whistleblower, UFO wreckage recovered by the U.S. kept classified by a secret government program for decades. David Grush gave a couple of interviews with U.S. news organizations, and he alleged some extraordinary things. He said the U.S. government has spacecraft alien spaceships. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. And he even said the US government has an alien, uh, or at least one alien. Well, naturally, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And uh, believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. Another thing that Grush talked about was this crash retrieval program. The idea being that the US government had not just found these things, but also then was trying to work on them to figure out the technology and was doing it all very, very secretly. He says he was told by unnamed officials about the federal government program where they've got the spaceship and the alien pilot. I am for real. 
and I'm, you know, I'm sitting here at great personal risk and obvious professional risk by talking to you today. So not just that pilots are seeing things in the sky they can't explain, Grush is saying they have spacecraft and they have, I guess, the bodies of the people flying the planes, these aliens. Yeah, Grush's comments went way beyond anything we'd had before. I mean, this really was an incredible turn. So he's saying he hasn't seen the spaceships, he hasn't seen the alien pilot, but he's talked to people who say they have. Yeah, and this is where it's a little bit of a reality check, isn't it? So he has not set eyes on all these things that he says exist. It's a series of high-profile conversations with high-ups in federal agencies who have told him these things. And when he tried to investigate that, He says he was prevented and even threatened. So he filed a whistleblower complaint last year and then he went public. Okay, so I said I was going to try to be sceptical about this. Give me the reasons to doubt David Grush's credibility. Well, I mean, the main one that we just said, I mean, he hasn't seen this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's just been told by some people. That's a big one. And even... Some of the people he has interviewed have told him this. It's unclear if they've even seen it. There's a lot of stuff we don't know here. And essentially, you're taking it at faith from him. In terms of other questions, I've spoken to some people who follow this stuff for a living, and they've said they believe that Grush believes what he's saying. And they believe that the people he's spoken to believe what they're saying. The crash retrieval programs exist. You know, in the Cold War, if a Russian plane crashed, the US would seize it and try and reverse engineer it. Mm. One suggestion is that that is actually what's happening here. Another thing that at least gives me reason for doubt is Grush came out, the first interview, absolutely mind-blowing. The government has alien spaceships. It's the next day that we find out the government allegedly has an alien. The claims get more outlandish. He's talking about how Mussolini's Italy had a UFO in the 30s Mm. and then goes into this story about how Pope Pius II helped negotiate the US getting it. It gets stranger and stranger and weirder and weirder. Okay, so given all of that... How does he end up testifying in front of Congress? So after those interviews, it caught the attention of some members of Congress who were already interested in this. And really, Congress, I think, felt obliged to get involved once he alleged that government agencies were hiding stuff from Congress, essentially, right? He was meant to be able to investigate this stuff and report to elected officials. And he says he was prevented from doing that. So, you know, that gets everyone in Congress very excited and they announce there's going to be a hearing to basically get him under oath, quiz him, find out what he knows. Part of a wider investigation into essentially what is the government potentially hiding from us. I'm a little surprised that there is so much traction for this issue in in Congress. Is there like a, a UFO lobby there? There's people in Congress who are well known to be interested in it. But I think really this is almost like a kind of perfect storm because among Republicans in particular, there is a deep distrust of government agencies, the so-called deep state idea that Donald Trump introduced. 
So for them, I think a lot of this is fury that the government might be hiding something from them. Yeah. And that might be proof that Donald Trump won the 2020 election, or it could be alien bodies. Exactly. Whatever it might be, I'm sure they'd probably prefer proof that Trump won the election. Yeah. But uh, now a stated distrust of the FBI, the CIA, even military agencies is almost like a kind of litmus test that you need if you're a Republican running for office. And so who are these Congress people and senators who are part of the UFO lobby and how do they talk about it? Most people couch it quite carefully. So you've got Marco Rubio, he's a Republican senator. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, she's a Democratic senator. They're among a few people who've talked about this for a while, but they talk about it in terms of, look, if anything's buzzing around our airspace, we should know. It's a worry. I want us to have a process to analyze the data. Every time it comes in, that there be a place where this is catalogued and constantly analyzed until we get some answers. They never really go into details on aliens. But in the past few weeks, it's emerged that there's at least one person in the House of Representatives who certainly believes in aliens and really wants to get to the bottom of this. That's the guy, Tim Burchett. And helpfully, he's co-leading the investigation. Congressman Tim Burchett, you represent the 2nd District of Tennessee in the US Congress, and you're helping to lead a House of Representatives Oversight Committee investigation into UFOs. Where did your interest in this issue come from? Because it sounds like it's a lifelong one. It is. I grew up pretty normal home. My parents encouraged me. You didn't have Google. You didn't have a computer, of course. And I'd just get on my bike and go to the library. I guess I was probably seven or eight years old. I had these books out. And there was one on UFOs. I remember looking at all the pictures and just kind of fascinated about it. The more and more I dug into it, the more fascinated I became. The reason I'm the, I guess, the poster child for it, I was walking down the street and um, a fella from TMZ, which is a mostly celebrity kind of new channel. And uh, he said, hey, TMZ, what do you think about the UFO report? And I said, nobody believes that report. I said, it'll come out. It'll be like Swiss cheese. It'll be so redacted. And then I said the magic words, more people believe in UFOs than believe in Congress. And I actually put that on one of my T-shirts and I sell it on my website. (laughs) And that's where it all started. People saw me and I started getting calls from investigators and people from all over the world, actually. And then um, former military folks were calling me. People back home were calling me. And and that kind of propelled me into the spotlight. Adam, all of that takes us to these recent hearings in Washington. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and good morning to our witnesses who are testifying today. I want to thank each of you for being here to discuss a topic of grave importance to our national security. You were there. What was the atmosphere like? David Grush, once he enters, he gets a big round of applause and cheers, and he kind of... I think Grush might be a little bit of a showman because he sort of turns to the crowd and waves. He didn't seem like a reluctant witness, put it that way. Mr. Chairman, uh, ranking members and congressmen, uh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is an important issue and I'm grateful for your time. And then we settled in to hear the testimony. I believe it was actually live blogged by The Guardian. It was watched around the world. What did we learn? Grush repeated what he'd said before. So we learned that, according to Grush, the government has had for decades a program where it has retrieved multiple alien spacecraft. 
and then attempted to reverse engineer to try and get the technology from those spacecraft. I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program to which I was denied access to those additional read-ons when I uh, requested it. We heard Grush say once again that the US government had also retrieved bodies from some of these spacecraft, essentially alien pilots. As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Um, Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And then we also heard from him that the government had threatened him and other people Mm. when he said basically he was going to tell people. So there's this idea that there's a kind of shadowy government campaign to prevent this stuff getting out. Mm, A kind of men in black type campaign. Yeah, very much so. It was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate some of the tactics they used to hurt me both professionally and, and personally, to be quite frank. Yeah. He said people have been physically harmed in the process of trying to investigate this stuff. And he was asked whether anyone had been murdered. And he didn't say yes, but he also didn't say no. Wow. Anyone been murdered that you would th- that you know of or have heard of, I guess? I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. And all this stuff was being said under oath. They were sworn in at the beginning. So that potentially is also an important log in the road. And how was he treated by the Congress people, the ones who were there to grill him on these claims? Very well. I mean, people fell into two camps, I think. There were people like Tim Burchett, who's co-leading the investigation, who's really on board with this stuff. So he's asking specific questions about alien spaceships and such like. Has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Certainly, uh, like I've discussed publicly previously in 1930s. Another person there was Matt Gates. He's a sort of far right-wing, Trumpy Republican who claimed He has seen a photo of an alien ship. He said it was like nothing he'd ever seen before. It was stated explicitly to me by these test pilots that if you have a UAP experience, the best thing you can do for your career is forget it and not tell anyone. And then you have people who think didn't want headlines with UFO and their name in it. The people who really just always brought this back to what is being hidden from us. And so in the hearing, AOC did kind of pick up on this point about the crash retrieval program. David Grush said that the government has actually subcontracted this work to private corporations. Interesting. She brought it back much more to if the Defense Department is hiding stuff, we need to know about it. You talked about the fact that Grush had done these interviews and each one seemed to herald some new, more outlandish claim. Did he repeat all of those in Congress and under oath? No, he didn't. And this has been a big criticism of him, basically, from the doubters, because we didn't hear anything about this alleged little spaceship that Mussolini had in the 1930s and handed over to the US. He'd also said in interviews 
that the US, one of the spaceships they had was football field sized. He said very, very, very large. He didn't mention that. And honestly, being in the room, there was a bit of a sense that he didn't want to go into the same detail as he had in the interviews. He was more cautious. And actually, there were points where the representatives who were doing the questioning had to like really fish it out of him because they want this stuff on the record. Congressman Birchett, Tim, looking back to last month's hearing, what bits of testimony have really stuck with you? Well, I tell you, the whole thing stuck with me because uh, I've followed this issue for decades. But I guess like a good attorney will tell you, I'm not an attorney. They'll tell you, don't ask a question unless you already know the answer. And, and I knew the answers to all those questions. But I was delighted that people asked the questions besides myself and that they were under oath. The whole thing was great. They tried to take it from us to the very last minute. We got blocked by folk. Even when we had the press conference called, they tried to stick us in a little room that was under construction. It was a fist fight. And when you say they were trying to stick you in a small room, they were trying to take it off of you, who's the they you're talking about there? When they say they call that the swamp, you got these career staffers, you've got other congressmen, and they've all got somebody whispering in their ear. I think some of these folks are compromised, honestly. I think they've gotten themselves caught up in something and, and they're beholden the groups. So what are the next steps now that you see as necessary to get to the bottom of this? More hearings and, and some legislation. We have a Pentagon that's been audited every year and it's never passed an audit. They lose over a billion dollars and nobody questions it. Somebody needs to ask where that money's going. And I, I think some of it's going for some of these contracts and cost overruns, studying crash vehicles from outer space. I think in that there's this partnership. These businesses get in with government, kind of a symbiotic relationship, and they share it between each other, and they both, I guess, profit from it. And we deserve to know what's going on. And Tim, when you hear David Grush speak, when you heard him give his testimony, do you believe him? I do. I've talked to too many other people that have knowledge of this. If you think there's UFOs or UAPs or whatever, and you don't think they're Americans, Russians, or Chinese flying them, it's got to be some being from another planet or some other solar system that is flying them. And yeah, I, I don't have a problem believing him. He gets up there and swears an oath. He's a decorated veteran. I'm from Tennessee. Decorated veterans are a pretty big deal where I come from. They're not a big deal in Washington, D.C. They don't respect anything. Adam, I think what's striking about the past few weeks and about David Grush's testimony in Congress is that for all of the excitement, we still don't have any evidence. No photos, no first-hand testimony, certainly no smoking gun. In that way, the hearing was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? It was a little bit, but I think for some people, this was always more of a just a necessary step towards discovering stuff. Now, now we have an investigation underway and we have this official making these claims under oath in Congress. But yeah, no evidence whatsoever. And, you know, that's always been the problem with these claims, hasn't it? Going back decades, no one has ever actually seen the stuff that is supposed to exist. I think what he's done is he's lent a legitimacy to it. 
it's often very easy to dismiss UFO reports because they're by like, I don't know, some guy in a field. But what we've seen now is we had the US Navy pilots lending a legitimacy. Now we have this former intelligence official who did work on this program. And so it's just kind of creeping up. You know, someone described it to me as it's a domino that had to fall. So we've got these things that just need to kind of tickle into each other. And perhaps at the end of it, we see something or find out something for a fact. So if this is the domino that had to fall, what's the next domino? What happens next here? The next steps now are Matt Gates and a couple of others are trying to get a subcommittee set up which would further investigate. Now, if you have a subcommittee, a subcommittee can subpoena people. It can basically order people to come and give testimony. And that's when we might find new stuff. And it can also subpoena departments to hand over evidence. So we might also get new stuff from that. So if that happens, that would really also be something to watch. Coming up, why America's polarised, broken, conspiracy-obsessed Congress might be the best shot we have at discovering the truth about UFOs. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. Adam, you aren't a UFO reporter full-time. This is something you cover in amongst lots of other news. What do you make of this story right now, having picked it up again, having been to the committee hearing and heard for yourself what Grush has to say? You know, I don't think there is any 
story or honestly any issue in my life where I flip-flop so much between yes, it's true and no, it's not. Because you're in the committee hearing, Grush, he comes in in his fancy suit and nice shoes and he's very like credible looking and he's got this history of being in the Air Force. You know, he's, he's not your average crank. And you listen to him and you're like, okay, right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the government would keep it hidden. And then I speak to skeptics and they list reasons. They're like, how would the government even keep that hidden? How would all worldwide governments keep it hidden? Where's the evidence? And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely false. Hmm. So honestly, I it depends at what time of day you catch me with okay. <laughs> which way I'm sort of swinging. But I think the lack of evidence, you know, until we actually see something, I don't think we can get too carried away, can we? One thing that does strike me, though, is that... America today is kind of obsessed with these things, with conspiracy theories, with the idea that authorities are getting together to commit terrible crimes and keep things from the American people. And mostly we just dismiss this stuff as far-right Trump-style craziness. But in a weird way, those same people, when it comes to this story, might actually be the ones who drive us much closer to the truth than we've ever gotten before. I think that's right. Republicans don't trust the FBI because they think it's been weaponized against Trump. They don't trust the Department of Defense for various reasons, including they think it's trying to bring in secretly woke policies. Individual judges get criticized for decisions that Republicans don't see as favorable. Obviously, we've got the whole stuff about the 2020 presidential election. And more broadly, you know, in the US, there's a big problem with the QAnon conspiracy theory, which goes above and beyond any of this that essentially children are being trafficked and there's a global cabal running the world and all this kind of stuff. So that's all floating around. And I think in that environment of distrust, people are probably more willing to think, well, yeah, maybe the federal government is hiding this as well. Hmm. And for those of us who aren't QAnon inclined, even if this investigation doesn't find aliens, is it the kind of thing that we can ultimately all get behind, which is the idea that America's vast, expensive, and very secretive national security state is doing things that the public doesn't know about and deserves to know about. Yeah, absolutely. That's another argument. We might not find from this evidence of aliens, but if Congress is looking to dig deeper, I think they will find evidence which could benefit the American people. So that in theory, there shouldn't be a downside to this going on. Tim, are you confident that your congressional investigation is going to finally get to the bottom of this mystery? No, no, I'm not. I think I've lit the fuse. We're getting more and more leads. I just have to be real careful about, I think they call them white flags, the stuff people will throw up that is not accurate and we chase something wrong and it discredits the whole movement. I think we've really touched on something. You know, there's a recent poll done. I believe it said 57 or 58 percent of the people believe that there's something else out there. Every night I go out, let my dogs out, probably about 4.30 in the morning. I look up at those stars. Literally the light from those stars left there before the time of Christ. And I'm just thinking, man, in the vastness of God's great universe, I mean, it's just so, so large, it's hard to comprehend. I just still don't think we're the best that God can do. Congressman, thank you very much. Thank you all very much. 
That was Congressman Tim Burchett, who's co-leading a US congressional investigation into UFOs. Thank you also to Adam Gabbett, a senior reporter with Guardian US, whose coverage of this issue you can find at theguardian.com. And that is it for today. This episode was produced by Courtney Youssef. Sound design was by Solomon King. The executive producer was Phil Maynard. And we're back Monday. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.